Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Deucing like it was going out of style, which it is not because it is never out of style because we are timeless. Yep. You can always, we're the little black dress of podcasts. You can always use us. We are the little black dress. Like, you got to go, do you got to go to a funeral? Do you got to go to a fancy dinner? Do you need to like clear, clear some, some, some gunk out of your engine block? Little black dress. Man, you, it sounds like you've been back to marketing school. You're invigorated. I know, but we got no sponsor. I mean, we still got Applebee's technically, uh, can we do our Applebee's plug early? Get it out of the way. Uh, yeah, Applebee's. We're that Scotch tape dispenser on your desk. Like every desk has got one. Like sometimes you got to tape stuff, but you know how much do you use it really? Yeah, you know, like dust getting on the bottom of the tape. Sometimes you're like, oh man, I got to pull an extra piece off. This piece isn't going to stick for shit. It's all dusty. Applebee's. No, I think they went wrong with that one. I mean, that's. I feel like they lost the focus on the riblets there. Yeah. Yeah. I but feel I mean, like it, it was honest, but it wasn't, you know, it, I don't, I don't know that it's going to grab, it's going to grab them down on Madison Avenue. I don't think. Nah, nah. In fact, I don't think you can grab someone in their Madison Avenue anymore. I think that's technically. You can, if it like consensually, but I mean, you can't just do it. I mean, no. metaphorically you can, <clears throat> um, you know, if somebody's about to like walk into the path of a taxi, you should probably grab them. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, um, it's the four-year anniversary of uh, the time I watched that dog get run over by a cement truck and had to go and take its body back to its owner in a trash bag. It's a funny story, really. <laughs> I mean, Is at it? first. <laughs> but um i mean that because that part was horrifically traumatic but the funny part of it was it was like me and this public works guy pulled over because they was hit by a concrete truck and the truck didn't even see the notice of it hit the dog and he luckily he, he was a really good guy public works guy like got a trash bag like took the dog over like i, I don't know what you say when you rock rock up to somebody's house with their dog in a trash bag like basically like uh, mangled beyond recognition and like you knock on the door and then all of a sudden this this dude answers the door and he's just having a good day like mm. you know drop the kids off probably getting a little work done in the in the yard or whatever and like he does not know what to make of me and i'm holding a trash bag and i don't know what to say so i'm like sir i I found your dog and I kind of hand him the trash bag and that's horrifying. And I, I mean, I, I probably should have had better words, but I just couldn't like, I'm still just shocked from watching this whole thing have gone down. But the funny part of this whole story, because I, again, I don't think it sounds hilarious as it is yet be, because the funniest part of the whole story is that, that I, I got done with all of this and I'm like, kind of my hands are pretty covered in dog's blood from putting this dog into the trash bag to get back to this guy who had no idea what had happened to his favorite pet until I delivered it in the trash bag to his door. And the only place that I can kind of wash off my hands looking like I've been like at a murder scene 
is 1900 Barker Bakery. Mm-hmm. And so I like walk in there with like my hands covered in dog blood and I just kind of hold up my hands and I look at them because again, I'm still in shock and I'm like, I need to use your bathroom. And uh, <laughs> that to my mind is kind of the the funny part of the story. If you had pulled <laughs> up to it, like just like if I had started that with, hey, you want to know? So today I walked into a bathroom with hands in blood and, and uh-huh. asked them, yeah, and then I went and used their bathroom and, um, and that was 19th little... and Barker Bakery. We don't care if you're covered in dog blood. <laughs> exactly. Guy, they didn't. They didn't stop me from using their bathroom. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. But uh, his name was Steggy. Uh, so fourth anniversary. It's a good thing that like there hadn't been a murder like that same like that. There's not a lot of violent like murder crime in 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 this town. Like if somebody had been killed like in that neighborhood at that time, there would have been a whole lot of people like, well, this guy came into the bakery covered in blood. Uh, he said it was a dog's blood, but I don't know. I would have. I did not. You would have like- needed to lawyer up. Yeah, I did not look like I was there for the the nine grade. I mean, I. I- I, I I had the look of a man who was on his way to work and yeah transported a dog carcass. I, I I don't mean to be uh, I don't mean to be callous about it and it was actually profoundly traumatic. Yeah, no, it sucks. Um, but it it's like you know you don't. It's hard when you get in those situations because like there's no book that's like here's what you should do. It's just like oh fuck. Well, I don't think I can leave it here that seems really callous and he did have a collar and it mm-hmm. did have the address and i'm like i guess i take this family their dog and but, but i mean there's it's not there's not a real good way to reunite someone with a dead pet and then he, you know he was a little he was i think in shock and he just like took it and was like uh and shut the door and i'm like well you could say thank you and i'm like no you're being stupid you're being really stupid why are you mm-hmm. expecting this guy to thank you for for returning a dead dog yeah it it's weird it's it's a weird it was a weird thing um but uh, of dead things in a trash bag we watched the end of the stand yeah we did yeah we did uh and and yeah no that i would i would i would rather go through the yeah the thing with stingy again than um than watch the stand again because that was a, a shit show and not a good show <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we were in, in our we don't like it in the live show. We were too nice. We were too nice, really. Just sitting back on reflecting on the whole thing now that we're seeing the end. I here's I I wanted to love it. I really did. I was willing to give it all of the leeway. And, and I mean, I watched the whole thing as it became less and less desirable to do so. I, I kept plugging along just in case they they somehow pulled it out, but they did not. But you were you were absolutely right in your uh, your assessment that they the, the most time is spent on characters that fundamentally aren't in, incredibly important to the plot and are also just awful nasty characters. Yeah, like it it's uh it's bad. It's it's like it. <clears throat> I I I'm not sure. It's it, for one. It's it's I don't know. I guess it. it I can't think of an analogy that really fits it, but it is like, why do you pick, why do you tell the story of the school shooter who was like, has no redeeming qualities? Like it's not an interesting character, like, and then try to redeem him a little bit at the end. But so 
limp-wristedly and badly that it's like what was is is just the character you associate yourself with the, the guy who made it like is that why you're so interested in this character i don't understand to the to the detriment of all the other characters <laughs> like there's not a character that doesn't lose a, ch- a chunk of screen time to that character the last time i went back and read the book was about seven years ago and and i i absolutely concur with what you had said i think in the in that in that thing you sent me where you're talking about the fact that the most interesting stuff in that book really takes place in that sort of the in the in the actual plague outbreak the everything like, that goes- like the lion's share the character development happens in that chunk the lion's share of them actually deciding to do good or do evil happens in that part of the book and 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 just the the horrific tension building of of this of how do you how do people process this thing which is so so fatal because you know that's that's a, that's what i think was was really the the the, the pivotal to the, like the made the last moments and made those last two societies so important was because you were like oh this is all that there is and you never got the sense that that was really the case in either location because you know the yeah. one was just of like extras from like hell's kitchen uh you know hell, hell's kitchen final show night where they all invite all the public to come to the mm. and uh you know and the, and the other side just looked like um they got some hipster convention together um for a little while and yeah uh, it, it seemed like weird like things were were pretty pretty solid there despite the fact that i never felt like those guys had a handle on what the fuck they were doing <laughs> for all of it uh it, it seemed it seemed weird that there was so tr- like not seeing any of that shit develop it makes it feel weirder when you watch it like when you watch them especially you know entrust this town to these just five whoever the fucks when you haven't spent so much time like laying that groundwork with mother abigail like being this kind of blessed holy figure that's brought them all together like I seriously think that Whoopi Goldberg was like, "You have me for three days, uh, and, and that is it." But they were like, "We need a we need a Whoopi Goldberg." There's like a very it's a short list of of people we can cast in this role to make this role okay, um, and she was one of them. So I feel like they had to be like, "Cool," and then yeah, I don't. I still I would be interested to know if it was always their intention to do the machete cut of the timeline, or if they did that because of the pandemic because they didn't want to linger on the 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 book pandemic like the story pandemic in there and you know i can i can understand softening that but not just completely hacking it apart to the point where you don't understand how these characters connect to one or another which is a shame because i think some of their best like some of the most interesting horror stuff was the makeup job they did with the with the folks mm. who were infected, like the goiters and stuff? Yeah, that was that was pretty. I mean, cool is a weird word, but I mean, it was it was it was interesting. It was powerful. It like mm. it really it sold that disease in a way that the the ninety series kind of didn't quite get they didn't into really it. the makeup and and effects to really do that well. They they just kind of had the, the the flu, if I remember right. And everything, you know, one thing that, that struck me about the book was, uh, and I think like The Walking Dead kind of does this a little bit better, is that idea that if something hits so quickly, just 
all the shit that's left behind, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything in that world, in that post-apocalyptic world, after they got out of like New York, was pretty clean. You'd see it a yeah. body every now and then. Especially, but- yeah, they went from New York to Ohio and like nothing. So they weren't like really going, they just like everyone was all of a sudden in the fucking small town middle of nowhere. So that like them being on motorcycles doesn't make sense because they're just on motorcycles ripping down open highways and then walking doesn't make sense because, you know, they're just walking down these vast open highways. But in the Mm -hmm. book, in my mind's recollection, in the book, there were like, you know, most places uh, anywhere near a city, there was all this Mm -hmm. congestion and stink and rot and awful. Which is why I can see motorcycles because you can cut around through other traffic, but without having to walk. But yeah, it, it seems like I don't it's weird how wide open still, although it seems like every time they had them going somewhere, it was the time they ran into something so that they would have a reason to have a scene there. Um, right. <laughs> and that I, I feel like the, the fucking the coda thing with uh, I feel like that was realizing like, oh, shit, that char- the Franny character never really did anything. We should probably ever do something, I guess. Like she never actually had to make a choice. <laughs> so we'll have her make one that really doesn't matter because it's in a weird like dream state. Uh, and then you have weird little mother Abigail who like heals her and shit. I don't know that whole, the only thing I liked about that last part was the fact that they actually just let it play out in, in a straight, like narrative, like one-to-one kind of narrative. So you actually got to hang out with these characters for a minute. I finally was like, okay, I can see these guys have a nice relationship, I guess. I didn't really know why they were together the rest of this thing, because you just jump from them not even having met to being together. And then they only have like three scenes together where she's lying to him because she's spying on the other, on the main character of the piece. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Don't watch it. (laughs) Uh, Agreed. Agreed, fundamentally agreed for a number of reasons. Uh, go back and watch the 90s or a version or read the book. Preferably read the book and then maybe watch the 90s version if you really want to see a version. I mean, if you're desperate to, I guess I'm, I'm not going to stop you. But if you are watching it and you're like, this isn't good, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. So <laughs> we'll stop you. If you're if you're desperate, like, call me and I'll come over and stop you. Or I'll, I'll probably Zoom or I'd like to do a Zoom call and stop you. Or I'll just I'll text a couple times and I'll say stop. Don't do this to yourself. I care that much. I care about you, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I realized we uh, we were going to talk a little more about shows, but I also realized that we took a bunch of questions the other day. And yeah. um, so, do you want to maybe talk, do the show the show things and then have a few end with a few brief questions and we'll pick them up next week? We can do that. Why don't you give your show racks? Because we we've been trashing shows. Let's let's big some yeah, shows. We only trashed one so far. We didn't get to trashing Clarice yet, which is also bad. Oh my god, that that was uh, it's it's another. real bad. It's real bad. Like it's badly. It, the the writing's not very good, and like the fucking they're like trying to do this weird like if David Fincher and Demi like had a baby kind of thing there's all there's so many goddamn like weird jump cuts to fucking light bulbs and moths and like these like slow blurry kind of like cuts away and it's which makes it it feels like you got fucking 
going through some kind of weird epileptic episode watching it and it doesn't add anything it just slows shit down it makes them tedious and difficult to watch yeah yeah it's also i feel like this character clearly has a is still extremely traumatized and it's sometimes for me it's difficult if like the main character you're supposed to be rooting for because people are like you're not ready to do this you can't do this and then they go out and do it but it's hard when like they are so traumatized that like in the middle of trying to do shit on the job they are not able to hold it together and i'm like i don't think you should be out there either i think this is a bad idea <laughs> I, th- I think that sh- that psychiatrist was right this is uh <laughs> this is bad this is bad law enforcement um yeah yeah and and i i, I she had a she, she actually and, and to her credit the actress who's playing clarice does a pretty spot on Jodie Foster. She does. Uh, she she kind of she carries the, the sort of accent, and I and I like I, I like her work. I feel like that she's just left with no script. I mean, I think the problems with this one are mostly in the script and the direction. Yeah, uh, it's. I feel like it's <clears throat> it's real derivative of a bunch of things without being a, like able to do them that well. <laughs> like it's it's a hodgepodge of of like good kind of tense thriller core kind of direction and, and camera tricks, but they're just being done lazily or ineffectively through a lot of it. Or uh, the second episode, which I don't think you said you saw is not much better and is also like a, it's, it's just, uh, they're not doing anything that interesting, like with any of it, like it feels like, do you not have like have some kind of fucking angle like you're not one you're not allowed to use Hannibal Lecter which is like why are you even doing it then that's weird because <laughs> you can't even can't even mention him basically like he doesn't come up at all yeah uh because legally he can't and that's like uh, I don't that that's weird but also like nothing is as interesting as like that character so it's like you've got to fucking come at it with something and it's just like assassin killing whistleblowers in a fan like trying to make it look like a serial killer's doing it and then it's just kind of boring cult leader that's real real uh waco like heavy to the point that everyone keeps mentioning waco every three minutes uh but it's just kind of boring it's he's just uh it's 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 just white slavery but like with no bells or whistles or i don't like the it's all uh, it's just it's so fucking boring it's like why you make a why make a show like this if you're gonna make it this fucking boring yeah and and i think it's because it's been used so so many times which is why it's called the trail but um the whole like having to work with the the person who hates you like pop trope of, of mm-hmm. like you know, do exactly what i say clarice and you're gonna do it when i say and you're gonna do why i say it's like that, that thing is so played out that it, it's like it doesn't even it's, it's just a parody at this point you can't help but just be like okay this is a bad comic book level of writing um one of know. the one of the worst things of the second episode because she kind of like goes off script at the end of the first one and so in the second episode every single character has the same conversation with her about how they can't trust her now <laughs> every <laughs> single character whose name you know has the same fucking conversation with her and to the point where it's like, yeah, we, we, we get it. We get it. 
Yeah. Even to the point where she's like, I know, I get it. Like after the third one, it's just like, stop, stop having these conversations. But they weren't done. There was another one. <laughs> well, there was that scene with the cop who, who's like, I think you're on to something where he's like, I, I, I think you're on to something. I trust you. I understand. And, and it's like, he's just saying basically all of his like subtext. He's just saying out loud, like, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a hard background and, and I learned that you have to work really hard to get things. Well, I work really hard. Yes, that is why I believe you might be right. <laughs> oh, you might be ready. You know, nobody's ready, but in either this game, you're either ready or you're dead. You know, it's like, it just, it, it, I mean, that's probably better than the dialogue that was in there. I think. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's real bad. bad. Don't, I, don't watch that either. Hoping for kind of like a fun, like sort of like, you know, maybe boy, a person of interest meets, you know, like <clears throat> a manhunter sort of sort of thing going I on. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. I feel like I'm, there's part of me that's like, I'll watch a couple more just to see, like, do they ever get to anything with this? Because it seems like it'd be easy to, but I don't know that they've got it in them. But I'm uh, like, I don't uh, know when I'll stop, but it'll probably be soon. On a positive note, I Care A Lot is a movie on Netflix that y'all should watch. It's fun. It's a long con movie. Uh, and it's, uh, it's got Peter Dinklage um, in a really, really fun kind of major role, as well as Diane uh, Weist and, uh, and, um, and uh, oh, I can't remember her name. But it's, anyway, it's a good cast. It deals with some really uh, kind of interesting material about con artists and the American dream, but in a fun, unique way. And it's got a lot of twists and turns and it's fun to watch. And I'm not going to tell you much more because I didn't know much about it. And that's why I liked it. So I care a lot. Watch it. It'll be good about your choice. I'll also say Mr. Mayor, the new Tina Fey, Robert Carlock show that's got Ted Danson in it is really fucking funny. I feel like the pilot is not as amazing as it gets right starting in the second episode. I feel like the pilot is a real like, get it going, get the wheels on the ground, get it moving. It's It's got some laughs, not amazing. Second episode on, it's fucking hilarious. Bobby Moynihan, fucking hilarious. Also resident alien on sci-fi, Alan Tudyk, hilarious. I can't remember the dude's name. But he was the fucking, he was like the protege in The Closer. If you watch The Closer, he plays the sheriff. And the sheriff and the deputy are fucking amazing. Like every goddamn scene with them is 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 a hoot. Nice, nice. All right. Well, those. And yeah. WandaVision is still fucking great. We won't and talk about it. We're out of time. Maybe we can talk about it a little more later. Uh, we did take questions uh, from you. We'll answer one question on the way out. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna submit this one to you. Uh, this is from Brian Knoll. He asks Superman versus Jesus. Winner, please defend your answer. We'll go out on this question. It's Jesus. Because like Superman Superman's vulnerable to magic, and so Jesus would just use his god magic, you know, his, his he you know. Jesus is is made of magic, and Superman is is made of sun powers and like ma- magic. He can't do it. Magic gets them every time. Well, Brent, you heard it here first. Because even if like Superman like got got him with the speed and like killed him, he's Jesus. He come right back, and then and then the magic can't kill Jesus. Well, I mean, technically, actually, that's exactly that's okay. true. You can't. 
uh, fucking Energizer Bunny, that Jesus. You can kill him if you want, but that's just going to make him mad. Yeah, you can't kill a second Jesus, the new Jesus, better mm-hmm. Jesus. Can't kill better Jesus, Jesus the white. I wasn't going to say it because I had some weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of weird. It's a little bit of weird. Yep. Oh, right. vote for us for uh, Best of Lawrence podcast again. Lawrence. And, uh, voting. We've, we've totally forgot about it, but it voting's this month. So you got like some days. And if you can't vote for us, vote for Book Squad because uh, we love them ladies. Why wouldn't they be able to vote for us? I, I don't know. I just I, like if you if you can it's only true vote- they are you know if I guess if for some reason you can't I, I don't know what it would be, but maybe maybe like uh, you know maybe you have reservations about about uh, about our egos and you think like we need we need uh, we need to be kept in check, then yeah, book squad. Well, they might not be into the patriarchy. I mean, that's that, true too if you if you you know if you enjoy the podcast but you don't want to reward the patriarchy book squad yeah um, okay there's reasons there's certainly reasons yeah they put in a lot more homework than we do i, I guarantee you that yeah absolutely they definitely they definitely effort that shit we don't as much i didn't even take notes <laughs> this whole episode double deuce what happened I don't know. Mad about the stand, I guess. Too mad to write. Did you hit it? Mm. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do, and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. (laughs)